Welcome to C3 Church Central Coast Sermon Cast. We pray that you'll be inspired and impacted by this message and trust that you're better equipped to live your best life. Because she hadn't uh, done what normally people do to have a baby, uh, and yet she took it in her stride. She made room for that news from God, and she said, okay, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be. I'll, I'll go with this. And that was, you know, a big moment in her life. Uh, and then when you read on, you find, um, as we read in that, I think it was the second passage that was read out, they went to Bethlehem and uh, they had to have the baby, but everyone had returned to their towns for a census and it says there was no room at the inn. The innkeeper had the opportunity and uh, to, to, to make room somehow for what he didn't know at the time but was going to be the birth of the Son of God. And I'm sure um, given that opportunity again, he would have found some room somewhere. But at the time, he said, no, 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 we're full up and you'll just have to find somewhere else. And, of course, they ended up in a manger, which in our nativity scenes looks like a nice, warm, cosy little stable with dry, clean straw. But uh, more likely, it was a cave. Uh, they used uh, caves at that time, and it was probably pretty dank and dark and dreary. Uh, and what humble circumstances God allowed Jesus to be born in. He could have set it up any other way, couldn't he? he? He could have had a palace. He could have come in as the most recognizable king of all kings. And certainly that's the way Jesus is going to come back. But interestingly, he came in such a humble way and patterned his life for us to follow with humility. And he, that came through in his teachings. He's allowing himself to be uh, persecuted and, and, and ended up being you know, practically uh, tortured to death and suffering on the cross. Uh, and again, showing a pathway of humility. And then he ends up being raised miraculously from the dead and he's seated in heaven. He's not just a baby in a manger now. Uh, he's in all power and authority, overseeing the universe. And he will come again as uh, we sang. The new Jerusalem that we look forward to is heaven. Uh, and I just want you to think of, uh, of those two people, the innkeeper and Mary. And in fact, there's another group of people that we came across in those readings, uh, and they were the shepherds. We'll get to them in a moment. Just think, Mary, as I said, really made room for God. Uh, she was able to just humble herself and say, God, this is not my plan, because you know that would have been terribly disgraceful for her. Um, as she started to show, her relatives and her friends would be shocked and the people in the community would start talking because they would do the math and they'd say, well, hang on a minute, she's engaged and maybe she's now been married to Joseph, but nine months, do the calculation. They just weren't married. Hang on a minute. That's not, it's not even a honeymoon baby. You know, some people sort of say, oh, yeah, the baby was born nine months and a day after we were married. You know, that was, and at that time, that was, that was a shocking thing, a disgraceful thing. And yet she was able to wear it and bear it because God had said it's going to happen. And, uh, and she had, as I said, made room in her heart, room in her life for God to say, God, if that's your will, I'll, I'll take it on board. And it was, you know, frightening and, 
and uh, disturbing and socially unacceptable, but it turned out to be wonderful. And she had this amazing privilege uh, uh, and, uh, you know, to be blessed to see the Son of God born through her and to see him raised up. But, of course, you compare that to the innkeeper who had an opportunity and said, no, I don't have room. And it turned out that he was basically saying, I don't have room for God. I'm, I'm, I'm busy, I'm full up, I've got enough. And I don't know you, about you, but life is pretty busy at the moment. This time of year, we've all got stuff going on. Uh, you know, we're particularly busy in our household. We just planned for, prepared for, put on a wedding and a reception. And, uh, and that, was, that was great. The honeymooners are just back just uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, our daughter... Uh, you know, got married to a great young man, and I don't want to embarrass him, but I already have, so there they are. Uh, and um, yeah, and we're surrounded by New Zealanders. What what is that? Uh, we have a prominent one in our church in our life who always, you know, wears black when the All Blacks win. And uh, in our movement, where Ruth and I met at Bible College in Sydney 25 years ago, the pastor of our mother church, our home church, Pastor Phil Bringle is a New Zealander. He had come from New Zealand to start that church. And many, and we've now got 200 churches like ours all over the world. And uh, many people in our movement of churches, uh, you know, had come from New Zealand. And then our very own daughter, we send her off to Bible College, Bridal College, you know, her, same college we went to. And we can't really complain because she met someone the same way we met. And it turned out to be a Kiwi. Uh, and so God bless him. It's all right. It's all good until we play rugby and usually lose. But anyway, yeah. and even the cricket, what's with that? Normally, oh, at least we'll kill him in the cricket. But like, anyway, back to the Bible. Um, so, yeah, we're quite busy at the moment. Um, you know, and you probably have this. We've got our normal work commitments. We've got, we had the wedding. We've got 101 that we're working on developing. We've got raising children. Just like an hour before the service started here, Ruth's doing all the choir packing stuff. I'm at home taking the washing off the line, feeding the kids, feeding the dogs, running in to make Keelan's bed, thinking, oh, I'll really bless Ruth. So I make an effort, get the washing up, dry the sheets, come running up. And she's already done it somehow with you know, other sheets. And then Joseph, Keelan, in the play, has texted her all the way down his arms. And I thought, well, that doesn't look really authentic, you know. Text her back in the year dot, you know, it's like, okay, quick, wash the arms, you know. And, oh, oh, and then I'm just about to come up and preach, and there's Joseph. Dad, I'm hot. Where's my T-shirt? The Joseph outfit's too, too hot. So you'll see Joseph with a modern T-shirt now because he was too hot. Oh, so you probably think, luxury, you know, that's nothing. I drive down the F3 to work, or I got, well, I was going to say more kids, but Come to me if you've got more kids. We've got a bunch, so we're, you know, we've got quite a few. But uh, we, so you, we've all got our thing. Maybe you're studying and working part time, and you've got commitment. We've all got commitments. We're all busy. The thing is, we've got to make room in our life for things that are really important. We've got to make room for family. I read just the other day, and you've probably read surveys and statistics like this about the amount of time that parents, often fathers in particular, spend with their children. And sometimes it's scary how little time fathers have for their kids with work commitments. And it's important that we make time to be with kids. In fact, a recent survey I read talked about they found a correlation between the children's IQ and the time they spend with their fathers. 
Let me say this. It's higher when they spend more time with the dads. Right? Just before your mothers go, oh, yeah, I can imagine. Dummy here telling them all about cricket, nothing else or whatever. No, no, no. They said that it's, it wasn't direct download of intellect. It was just the social environment that helped the kids have a, a well-being that then made them study and, and, and take on new information and learn and grow. And so, um, you know, we, we've got to be able to make time for things that are important, for family, for friends, uh, at Christmas time. You know, a buzz, busy, buzzing, busy, buzzy, busy, buzzing around the shops, uh, buying, um, you know, presents and, and catching up with family. And all. But we've got to be able to make time for the right things and the right people Family, friends, and God. Because he is, it's corny but true, the reason for the season. And we sing about him, but are we singing to him? Are we connecting with him? And Mary did, and the innkeeper didn't. He just was too busy and didn't have time, didn't have room for what was going to be the Son of God on his own premises. The shepherds was the third one, and they are an interesting bunch of guys because they've got their own thing too. And yet they were told, hey, the Son of God, something's happening down the road. And they're like, okay, we're in. They made time, made room in their program, in their calendar. Okay, let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll go. And they were blessed. They made an effort to get to Jesus, and their life was blessed forever afterwards. And you know what? That's exactly what happens. When you make time, make effort, make room to get to Jesus, your life will be blessed. They praise God. They tell other people who end up praising God. It says that they were um, you know, totally blessed, praising God, ter- telling others about uh, their encounter with God. Now, of course, circumstances have changed. Back then, that's the original Christmas. People are re- you know, meeting the baby Jesus. That's pretty unique. But for every Christmas since, for 2,000 years, people have had the opportunity to think about and meet with the Son of God, the one who was just a baby, but who grew up, who taught and modeled how to live, who died for our sake, and then was raised from the dead, and is now in heaven, and the whole pattern of his life is something that we get to follow. Because we can choose to die to ourselves. And the Bible says if we hang on to our life, we'll eventually lose it. But if we lose our life for his sake, and in a sense, Jesus said, he said, take up your cross. In a sense, deciding to be crucified, not physically like he did, but spiritually dying, laying down our life, we say, before God. Then he picks that up and he gives us new life. We get raised up. And that's what baptism is all about. It's a symbol of someone dying to their old life and then being raised up to new life. And that's following Jesus, just as he was raised from the dead. So we are too. And then, of course, physically, death is really just a a hiccup into eternity. Our body's finished, but our spirit lives on. And that's the great hope that we have as Christians. And that's reminded, that's presented, represented to us every Christmas amongst the festivities and the food and I'm all for that. You know, some, some people are like, oh, it's too commercial. There's too much of this and it shouldn't be. I think, yeah, let's have both. Bring on the presents. Go shopping. Go for it. Get lots of presents and tinsel and food and prawns. Yes, definitely. We're in Australia. So we you know, have all of that. You don't have to downsize the fun to get close to God. 
We don't have to be dour and serious and say, oh, no, that's not Christmas. It's not what it's all about. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, we have to, we just, we have to worship God. You know, it's like, it's like some dour, serious, dreary, dry, you know. That's, God's, God's in the presence. He sent Jesus as a great gift. And so, you know, we, we sing happy birthday on Christmas morning. You know, Ruth's always, she grabs the guitar and says, let's sing happy birthday to Jesus. Kids, you know, when they're little, we're like, oh yeah, it's Jesus' birthday. And I think when the kids were little, we used to talk about that and say, well, how, one of them, I think, how do you give presents to God? Well, we can't go to heaven. Oh, one of them was talking about, I want to go to heaven. I want to give, oh, I can't remember the whole story. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Come next Sunday and I'll have a really funny family story for you uh, that Ruth will have refreshed my memory about. But kids, it was basically imagine I said, one of the kids said a really cute thing. There you go. Um, <laughs> hopeless. Hopeless. It's the iPad. See, it's blame this. The technology wasn't in the notes and it's all flipping sideways on me. Uh, I'll get it sorted. Uh, it's my early Christmas present, and it's it's good, but it, it does little weird things. I'm getting... Hang on. Uh, where was I? Like I said, I've, I've been busy. If I fall asleep, it's because... It, blame them. It's the wedding, you know. Um, I, I'm just saying, let's have the presence and all that. You don't have to say no to that to say yes to God. But just have God as well. Have the real reason. And he, he, it's, he's not just an historical figure, a baby in the manger, some theme in some nice tunes that we sing. He is what life is all about. He made us. He created us to have a relationship with him. And we need that, not just to save our skin when we die. We need it to live on earth well, to live a great life. We have your best life is a part of our catch cry theme motto whatever uh in our church it truly is the way to live your best life being connected to and committed to jesus christ as your lord and savior and i want to encourage all of us i'm preaching to the converted in in uh in many situations here but perhaps you're visiting maybe you're not normally in church maybe you don't normally read the bible and pray but you probably know god's out there somewhere you look at creation. Evolution doesn't quite explain everything well enough. You need a lot of faith to put your faith in an evolutionary uh, you know, understanding of the way the world came to Big Bang and all that. God did put it together and he put you together so that you could be together with him. And I want to encourage you to make the time and make the room in your life over Christmas to seek him and you will find him and we will find his peace We'll find direction in our life. And if we submit our life to him, we'll find salvation for our souls. And they need it. We all need it. Let me finish with one reference to a scripture that says in the Bible in 2 Corinthians 9.15, it says Jesus is an indescribable gift, a gift that is beyond description. And again, I hope you get good presents this time next week. You know, we'll have our Sunday morning service has been mentioned. 9 to 10, just in the morning. and You may have done presents before or some after. Uh, and I trust we all get great presents. But the very best present you can open at Christmas is Jesus himself. And open your heart to him is like opening a great present. And he'll fill you with everything that presents can't really do. Real peace, real direction, real meaning in life. Amen? Well, I want us to pray and then we'll come to a close. Lord, we do thank you. Jesus, you're the indescribable gift.
And uh, Lord, you came so long ago. We think of Mary and the, the shepherds making room in their life for you. And we don't want to be like the innkeeper, just too busy for God. Help us to find our hearts settled before you at Christmas time, over the holiday season. And even right now, you know, right now, we're in God's house, in God's presence. If you need to, you want to make that commitment to God. You can pray a prayer to Him right now. Prayer of commitment, a prayer of surrender. Prayer that invites Jesus into your heart, into your life, to fill you with His love and grace, to forgive you for all your mistakes. You can pray that to Him quietly. You can talk to me afterwards or you can talk to someone who may have invited and brought you along. But it's very important we have that personal commitment and relationship with our Creator, with our loving Lord. That's who He wants to be. Not a mean, old God with a stick and a beard, but a loving, awesome individual. God revealing Himself as Jesus, humble, powerful, loving, the healer, the miracle worker. Nothing's impossible with him. God, we thank you. What a great life we lead when you lead it with us. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing on every life here tonight and over the Christmas season for safety on the roads, for wonderful family times of connections. Let there be no lonely individuals here or in this community as we reach out with your love. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this message and feel challenged and encouraged. Please let others know about this free podcast so they too can grow and learn to live their best life. You can find out more about our church and ministries at www.c3cc.org.au God bless you.